So like when we created this jam, like we just did a little bit of a market research, you know, and then we found that almost 80 to 85% of the products that are available, you know, is just sugar. If you look at the stats, you'll see that uh, most of the obesity uh, related issues and, you know, all this uh, weight related issues and all this cardiovascular issues is because of excessive consumption of sugar. Like all of us, we do have a food technology background, you know, so I guess it is a collective responsibility to come up with products you know, that has some value. It's not really about the business. I mean, yes, I mean, like uh, business is important, money is important, you know, but I guess what is most important is uh, leading with integrity, you know, and creating products that we can feed our own families guilt-free. We as a company would like to do the same for everyone. Welcome to the Future Foodcast, food enthusiasts. We're excited that you're here for our episode with Vikas Nair. He is with True Choice Foods. And as you know, here at Future Foodcast, we are all about talking about trends, innovation, and also issues that are facing the food industry. So welcome, Vikas. Thank you so much, Pam. Uh, so happy to be on the show. We are really happy to have you. Can you give us a little bit of an idea of what you do with True Choice Foods? So we started um, in the middle of the pandemic, to be more specific, in the month of February. So True Choice Foods, you know, is basically about, you know, creating a range of food products, you know, that are innovative. And it has, you know, some sort of functional value uh, in the sense it is more focused on nutrition and not just calories. What I really like about what you're doing, and, and let's talk about this a little bit, is you're not, your innovation is not creating new foods or a new idea. You're taking old standard foods that we know and love and yeah. changing them for the better. So tell us a little bit about that. We happen to live in a country, you know, uh, I mean, especially uh, North America, wherein, you know, people like to really feel good about themselves right in the sense you know people are always looking for better option you know but then um, most people have conventional food choices i mean in the sense you know let's let's say uh, when it comes to breakfast most of the people you know they have uh, i mean they would like to have uh, jam on toast right but then let's say if we can give them a better quality jam which has more nutritional value, I guess that is what the current audience is looking for. You know, they are always looking for uh, not a healthy option, but a healthier option. You know, so that is what we are trying to do at Ruja Foods. You know, so we take conventional food products and we try to reimagine it in a way, you know, that it becomes a healthier choice for the audience. You know, I mean, like for, uh, for the customers. And uh, I mean, something which they can put in their body you know, uh, I mean, uh, without the fear of guilt. I think that a lot of people eliminate certain things from their diet because they say uh, that is bad for me. Jam yes. is a great example. That's one of your first products. Yes. And, it, you know, usually it has a, a lot of sugar, other ingredients that don't add anything nutritionally. So tell yes. us a little bit about what you've done for, for example, with the jam or another product, if you'd like to make it healthier or a better choice so that someone can feel less guilty putting jam on their toast in the morning. Yes. So what we've done with the jam, I mean, in the sense, in the first place, you know, uh, we didn't 
So like when we created this jam, uh, we did a, like we just did a little bit of a market research, you know, and then we found that almost 80 to 85% of the products that are available, you know, is just sugar. It's just loaded with sugar. If you look at the stats, uh, you'll see that uh, most of the obesity uh, related issues and, you know, all this uh, weight related issues and all this cardiovascular issues is because of excessive consumption of sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, so initially we said, okay, you know what, uh, it will be really difficult to change everything. So what we'll do is, you know, we'll just work in stages. So in the first stage, what we did was, yeah, and then apart from sugar, you know, you have a lot of uh, preservatives and, you know, you know, and like all these additives, fillers, I mean, which does not have any real value. I mean, it does have value, but it was relevant at certain point in time. Like, for example, let's say if you were in the middle of a war, you know, you need products that will last longer, right? Because times are really unconventional, but it is not relevant now. I mean, you definitely need a range of food products that are natural and which is focused. I mean, the main purpose of food is to provide nutrition, you know, not just calories. But uh, unfortunately, the focus is not on nutrition. You know, it's just about creating business, you know. So that's why we thought, okay, I think we have a chance. So what we did, uh, as I said, we, we just worked in stages. In the first phase, we tried to eliminate all the artificial you know, like additives and fillers, because yes, it, I mean, it will help to look the uh, food product really uh, presentable, you know, I mean, like uh, structure wise, but uh, you don't really have to consume all that, you know, so we just eliminated that. And uh, we used uh, brown sugar in the first stage, and then we tried to increase the protein a little bit. So uh, it was not uh, that much, you know, but then what we used as a source of protein was uh, whey protein isolate, we used a hemp seed and then we used flaxseed, you know, and then uh, we said, okay, you know what, now let's uh, try and completely eliminate the sugar. So we moved on to the second phase wherein we replaced uh, sugar with xylitol. Now xylitol is a sugar alcohol, you know, but then it has more functional value as compared to sugar. Uh, basically, it has a lower glycemic index, so it will not spike your insulin. And at the same time, it has also been approved by the uh, Ontario Dental Health Association. It is really good for your uh, dental health as well. Yeah, you know, so now you have a product. I mean, it is still a jam, you know, but then now even that sugary stuff, you know, has been replaced by, by a substance, you know, that has almost similar properties of sugar. You know, let's say in terms of, I mean, it is still, I mean, it has, you know, like almost similar uh, antifungal properties, etc. You know, but it's also good for your health. Well, what I'm hearing you say, for example, there is a a very big trend to people eating healthier products and more natural products. So you're replacing some of those unnecessary additives or the things that might give structure to the jam and the feel of it, how it spreads with the whey and the flaxseed and the hemp seed. That's all very positive. Plus that's adding nutrition to the product, which is what consumers are looking for. And then on the other side with the epidemic of diabetes and other health issues that are related to consuming too much sugar, that's all in the news these days about how much sugar people are consuming, how much weight people are gaining. And the xylitol addition really does because it doesn't hit your blood sugar. Like you were saying, the glycemic index as much as sugar does. Right. And it, it is, uh, I think it, it gives about 40% less calories as compared to sugar, you know, so like when it comes to uh, weight management, you know, it will automatically help you. 
and if you can do it uh, with the help of the food that you consume you know why would you pop uh, you know like some random pill to control your weight so that exactly. is the whole idea behind food junk foods exactly that's all very exciting and jam isn't your only product yes uh, we just recently launched uh, a true choice ketchup as well and uh, the first range is uh, with pea protein so basically pea protein uh, with xylitol so basically higher protein and low calorie ketchup and ketchup is not a product that i think about having any protein in it at all a lot yeah. of us and especially the sugar it's just really yes yes sugar with some tomato taste added you know that that makes some you know, those french fries that we probably shouldn't be eating either taste even better when you put them in some ketchup but you've done the same thing with that product again you're you're rethinking you know the some of the old standard products that we use and helping them to be a healthier choice for us Exactly. Yeah, we, we just love that. Well, tell me what you what kind of impact you'd like to make uh, moving forward. What is your company? What what kind of vision do you have for your impact? In terms of impact, you know, I would say like we just want to do a good job, you know, a job that makes sense and you know something that is relatable to the audience. Like what we are trying to create, you know, is simple products that they love, you know, and uh, they can enjoy guilt free. and uh, our like our messages you know like all of us we do have a food technology background you know so i guess it is a collective responsibility to come up with products you know that has some value you know so it's not it's not really about the business i mean i mean yes i mean like uh, business is important uh, money is important you know but i guess what is most important is uh, leading with integrity you know and creating products that we can feel our own families guilt free we as a company would like to do the same for everyone. That's a fabulous mission statement. And at getting started as a company, you mentioned at the very beginning, you didn't pick the easiest time to be an entrepreneur in the food industry. So can you talk to the audience a little bit about some of the challenges you faced starting at the beginning of the pan or during the pandemic and yes. uh, some of the issues that you faced? It's kind of a paradox I would say because Yes, it was not the best time, uh, maybe, or it was the best time. I always wanted to create something, you know. So that was a reason I graduated from a food manufacturing background. So, and about the right time, I, I mean, I like we don't really know what is the right time, honestly, you know. Because okay, let's say if it was twenty twenty two, you know, um, like you can't even say that with confidence at this point. You see, because we already have a new Omicron, you know, that is. ongoing already right so basically there is no right time to start anything you know you just started so that is exactly what we did you know we just started but then the interesting thing was like we were aligned with our uh, mission to create good uh, products you know so so we just started and since we just started you know yes we faced a lot of resistance uh, in the first place uh, i would say even till this point what we uh, what we struggling is uh, is with two things basically it's time and capital you know because when you're starting with no capital you know you need to you know leverage time to create capital you know and then reinvest the capital to you know like to create more time so it is really hard you know it is it is really hard to do and uh, apart from that 
you are involved in every aspect of the business, you know, right from production to quality to, you know, sales, marketing, everything, right? And uh, another thing is that, you know, since you don't have a very big team, you kind of figure out that all your weaknesses are exposed at once, you know, and all this while you were thinking that, oh, you know, I have three main uh, weaknesses and all of a sudden, you know, uh, life just shows you that it's not three anymore. It's 50, <laughs> you know. That so is so it. true. Yeah. Thank you for so being true. so authentic about that. When you yeah. are the, the entrepreneur and you are wearing all the hats of the different yeah. things, you know, you focused on food technology in school. Yeah. However, so much more is involved in, in the mission that you've taken on here, like you said, and, and raising money to then invest and going through the whole manufacturing and figuring out distribution. And the reality is that there isn't one person that can do all that. You're trying yes. to keep all those balls in the air until you can get large enough to then uh, hire those out. And I think that's a real struggle that is encountered yeah. by entrepreneurs um, and especially in the food space. At least you have the food technology piece of it which yes. is the key you're you're putting out some good products and then we just need to get those marketed and and let people know about them hopefully this podcast will help a little bit with that yeah. Our you know, that's why you know that's why uh, i'm actually so happy you know because finally this message will be out you know and uh, hopefully we'll attract the right people you know and we can build something you know that will add value yeah. So, yeah. so I'm super excited. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, we have lots of food enthusiasts out there that are listening in to our podcast. So we're very excited about that. Talk yeah. to me about on the, the front end, uh, did you have trouble with supply chain issues? That's really in the news these days and trying to get some of your source products or ingredients for the products that you're trying to put together? You see, when you like when you're small, when you're just starting out as a company, the main thing is the quantity, right? You don't need, you know, too much quantity. Uh, so now the thing is, okay, let's say if you're sourcing a product from a retail store and let's say if they, if they run out of that ingredient, you know, and you already have a production order, you know, that is in process, mm -hmm. then it becomes a real challenge, you know, because you see, you know, like, because, because, uh, because like uh, your customers, they just need the product on time, mm -hmm. you know, and you're in the middle of something, it is basically like a very big puzzle, I would say, you know, that you don't have the product in the retail chain, you know, like where you source your ingredients from, you know, so you need to, you know, like, you know, like basically look at multiple options, you know, mm -hmm. and then, you know, uh, link everything together and deliver everything, to, uh, everything on time. And apart from this, um, logistics, you know, logistics uh, is, uh, is really important. Yeah. And, you know, the main thing is, okay, let's say if you had capital, you know, it's actually easy to figure, you know, like uh, figure all these things out because you can outsource most of the stuff, Yeah. you know, but when you're involved in every aspect of the business, uh, you will miss out on a few things. Uh, that is a sad reality, you know, and uh, I mean, we just have to take it with a, uh, with a pinch of salt, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and I, what I'm hearing you say is that it's really good to try to identify multiple sources. Yes. Some, if one is out or, or has trouble with uh, getting the ingredients in, then yes. you have an alternative. Yeah. You know, you, you always need to have, you know, like three to four suppliers, you know, as a backup, you just cannot be dependent on one. It's not practical. 
Yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> I would agree with that. Uh, any issues with uh, employees or you know, people I, side I, of it? I know you're a small operation at this point, yes. being a startup, but. Uh, you know, with the employees, uh, I mean, we don't have, you know, like many employees, you know, it's just, I mean, we are just uh, three partners at the moment. Mm -hmm. But again, uh, the main issue is of time, you know, like uh, not finding time, I would say, I would say creating time because I realized as an entrepreneur that you cannot manage the time, you have to create more time, you know, so creating time, you know, like apart from doing all these things, I guess that is the main challenge that we are facing. And yeah, like for sure, uh, finances is another problem because we could have, you know, bought that time with finances, exactly. so, you know, so connected. Yeah, you could you could leverage your time if you leverage. could hire out some other things done by experts in that and so that yeah. you could leverage where your real expertise is. Yeah. You'll get there because I have no doubt. <laughs> well, no. how has uh, working in the food industry is the, uh, have you worked in the food industry before? Is this your first I'm go actually, at it or, you know, how, how has it changed your perspective? Just yes, I'm also uh, employed at the moment uh, and okay. I have. Yeah. So, you know, so basically I'm basically working in the food industry, you know, at the moment. And, you know, so basically uh, all three of the partners are employed in the food industry. I'm basically involved, you know, like with the process control and, you know, the production part. Mm -hmm. And I have uh, two other partners, you know, uh, so one of them is a quality manager and the other guy is doing uh, shelf life studies and, you know, uh, stability studies. And apart from that, uh, all three of us have the FSSE 22,000 background you know, which is, uh, which is the benchmark scheme of GFSI. Yeah, so basically this is our background. And uh, how my perspective has changed? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I would say I've realized that uh, it is simple and complex at the same time. You know, it's simple and complex at the same time because there are a lot of aspects to it, you know. There, and, you know, and it's, it's all about perspective on how you're looking at things. Uh, even if you see at the current trend, what is going on, you know, so we have this plant-based and we have, you know, this vegan option, you know, and, you know, and then there is this uh, meat industry, you know, like the, I would say, you know, it, it's, it's all about the perspective and my perspective has shaped uh, because of, you know, like because of my own thinking. I mean, I only do what makes sense to me. So at this point, what I'm doing at True Choice, it makes sense to me, you know, and uh, we have managed to get a few customers which means, I mean, which validates the fact that it is also making sense to them. Yeah, so this is my perspective at the moment, but it might change. Yes, well, that's a great perspective. And I, I enjoy you sharing really what that is. Yes, For yes. our audience, if you could explain a little bit about the background that you described, what exactly does that mean that all three of you the have? FSSC. Okay, the FSSC 22,000. So FSSC 22000, it is basically a certification scheme. So we basically have this global food safety initiative. And under that, they have several schemes. We have uh, SQF, we have NSF, you know, then we have uh, FSSC 22000, etc. So it is basically a scheme um, and it has certain standards, you know. So let's say if you have a food company, uh, you know, uh, so a food company is supposed to have the food safety management system. Yeah. So what we do is, uh, so like with the help of FSSC 22000, we audit the FSMS of a company uh, uh, against that standard, you know, okay. to ensure the highest level of food quality. 
so uh, food quality and safety as well you know and um, you know and like safety in this industry is everything so fsse 22000 is a benchmark scheme of gfsi so thank you i think that yeah, yeah that's very we have a pretty broad audience and i just wanted to right. define what that means because yeah. that is a really important thing for any food manufacturer which is essentially what you are to be paying attention to the the yes. safety and you know the process that your company is going through to produce the food and to yes. know that you're certified in that is really a a point of excellent credibility for you and your partners so yes. to bring that out is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience about your company what you're doing uh you know, future plans for other products that you might be thinking about, anything like that? Yes, we do have a few products in the pipeline, you know, which we would like to uh, get into, you know, but uh, this is not the right time. Like right now, what we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out ways to build brand value and get the message out, you know. So um, I guess starting with your podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually looking for uh, a few more in the future, you know, like with the help of which we can actually uh, get the message out. Yeah. And yes, uh, the future would be uh, to build a business that is sustainable. And I guess a sustainable business is basically an alignment of three things. It's uh, brand value, is business integrity, and the proper allocation of capital, which contains human capital and the money. Yeah, so it, the future uh, and our main vision is to build a sustainable business and make good quality products that people can enjoy guilt-free. I want to thank you, Vikas Nair from True Choice Foods. Thank you so thank you. much for being with us today yeah, and you. sharing your wisdom and your enthusiasm for the innovation that you're bringing to the food industry with our audience. Thank you so much. appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcasts. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry.